Let's get it. What up? What up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? I'm good, man. I love to hear that. We have had a wild weekend of news. Last week, right before the weekend came upon us, ESPN reports that James Harden and Kevin Durant are back on good terms. I just dropped a video about this today, so go tap into that. But my whole spiel on the whole situation of Kevin Durant and James Harden hanging out this entire offseason, going to a Travis Scott concert, working out together, is did Kevin Durant like forget what this guy did in the middle of the season? Like he quit on, bro. I hate to be like so negative right off the bat, but like he quit on his team in the middle of the season. So like the fact they're so buddy, buddy now is strange. And now it's starting to get rumored that Philly is going to be a landing spot for Kevin Durant. That's trickled in there with Miami, with Toronto, with Boston. And that doesn't make any sense to me either, because when it comes to Kevin Durant going to Philly, if you're Brooklyn and you're looking at possibly getting Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and a myriad of picks from Boston, I value that a lot more than Tyrese Maxey and whatever the hell else the 76ers could give you. That's just my opinion. That's my outlook. I hate to like shut this thing down like so fast because I know like KD and James Harden and Joel Embiid, like that's fun to everybody, but it's not realistic in my opinion. Coop, what's, what's your outtake on this uh, whole thing? Yeah, dude, Kevin Durant is baffling me recently like i mean that's the only way i can say it because like it's also the similar situation to where he's now hating on steve nash and his gm and you're like did weren't you the one that wanted steve nash to come play like be your coach like you liked him from golden state like what's changed now and now your buddy buddy with james harden again i have no clue mm-hmm. what's happening right there to one of the greatest basketball players of our generation like i just don't know what's happening um I don't see a realistic fit with him in Philly. I, that sounds like you're literally going to have a team of James Harden, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, which is, yes, awesome on paper. Yeah. You have no other players other than that. You'd have to give up every other player just to get that team. Like, I don't see it, the value in that. Exactly. And, like, what do they have to trade for? Like, they just traded for James Harden last trade yeah, deadline. Like, they all their picks, like, I, I don't know how many picks, like, off dome they have, but, like, it can't be many. I mean, it took a ton to get exactly. James Harden. And, like, I just – I don't understand why this is, like, a whole topic. I guess we're just at that point in the offseason. We're just, like, grasping at anything. <laughs> and yeah. you, you said it best, like, KD is one of the best players in the world. And I used to be the biggest fan of KD. I used to like him more than LeBron. And now like, I just have, it's hard for me to even cheer for the guy because it's like, I, I don't know. It's just like so toxic wherever he goes, it's like ring chasing this. And it's like, he changes his mind. You sign a four year extension 11 months ago. And then, you know, not even a year later, I mean, you pull all this shit. Yeah. So it is what it is, man. I'm sick of talking about KD. Um, we can get into some of your stuff. So I'm gonna let you get into that. Yeah, yeah. In other news, speaking of greatest basketball players in the world, uh, Bill Russell, one of the greats, passed away recently. Obviously, that's super depressing. <laughs> but uh, the NBA did the right thing in my book, and they retired his jersey across the entire NBA. Um, and to be honest, I just love the fact that they did that. That's that's a great semblance to a guy that uh, had an incredible career. I mean, obviously he's done something that probably will never happen again. 11 rings in 13 seasons. Like, I mean, it's just insane. Um, but Jack, I wanted to throw it to a different way. Uh, name a guy that you think when all is said and done, his career is over in the hall of fame, uh, and 
maybe before he passes or just like somebody like that, who's a guy that you're saying should have his jersey retired over the entire NBA once his career is ended and once his maybe his uh, at the later years of his life as well? You're talking about current players, right? Yeah, it could okay. be it could be current or it could be a guy that retired recently. It could be anybody. I think I think the most like glaring one is Jordan. I think 23 should have already been retired, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I would say LeBron, but like he's worn 23, so it's like kind of like Jordan. He's worn six, which is kind of like Bill Russell. So like, I I would say Braun if he had like his own number, but he hasn't. Like he had hit. It's not. I'm not knocking the guy. It's just like I, I would say LeBron. Yeah. James. Like that. That would be my answer. That and Michael Jordan. Maybe even yeah. honestly, Kobe. I could see them retiring 24 too. So. I was just about to say Kobe because obviously Jordan's a glaring one, and mm-hmm. I really don't like. It's just funny to me when people are wearing twenty three. Like it's just kind of wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like Kobe, definitely with uh, just the tragedy that happened there, and obviously we're on a really depressing note right now. But at the end <laughs> of the day, like for the NBA to acknowledge guys the way that they acknowledge Bill Russell and like how good of a basketball player he was and how much he meant to communities and how much he meant to just the game itself. I mean, for them to do that is just an awesome, awesome notion by them. And I just wanted to throw it out there because obviously you and I agree, like Jordan, yes. And then obviously LeBron's worn the two guys we just mentioned and Bill Russell and uh, Jordan. But like from our day and age, Jordan or LeBron would definitely be the one that you'd want to get see retired or maybe a Curry if he can keep, keep doing what he's doing. Um, but I just – thought it was an interesting thing to talk about just with uh the news going on right now oh yeah man it was perfect and on a on a like a lighter note too like miami is going to retire lebron's number they announced that shortly after the bill russell thing so they'll have two sixes hanging in miami which is great because they already retired d wade's number three and chris bosh is number one so it's only right to have braun there as well to cap cap off the uh, miami heatles big three but let's get into something positive now we have a lot of league pass teams with their offseason moves that have really became like elevated themselves into like, like terrible to watchable and like even more than watchable. Like I can, I will enjoy tuning into this team, even if they're not on national TV. So Coop, my question to you is who are your top five league pass teams going into the 2022, 2023 NBA season? Yeah, this is a good one because um, there's quite a few, and I'm probably going to miss one, but that's just kind of how it goes. Um, I got to start with the Detroit Pistons. I'm pumped for Jaden Ivey. I love him a lot. He reminds me a lot of Ja, and even Ja said it himself. He said, who's going to be your rookie of the year? He said, Jaden Ivey, he reminds me a lot of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to put the Pistons in there. Him, Cade Cunningham, Jalen Duran, Sadiq Bay, all those guys. I love that team. Even Marvin Bagley kind of looked like he was catching on. Um, my second – Team, got to be one of my favorite teams, the Cavs. I love their core. I love Mobley. Um, they have the seven-foot uh, – they have three seven-footers in their starting ro- or lineups. That's just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, got the Fro and Garland. Uh, so that's going to be the next one. Uh, I got to put Sacktown in there. Um, I love I love Swiper. Um, one of the fastest guys in the league. Um, he's such a fun player to watch, and now I feel like they've kind of got some decent pieces around him because um, – Keegan Murray looked great in summer league, so we're, we're not going to hold off and say he's incredible just yet. we got to watch him play some actual NBA minutes. And then, obviously, he's a bonus. He's an all-star. Um, so, just got some good players there, and I want to see kind of how they look. Um, the next two are going to be the young teams that just have young, exciting players, and that's Houston and OKC. I kind of want to see what Chet looks like. I love Giddy. I love Shea. I love Lou Dort. So, obviously, I want to keep watching those guys. Um, and maybe they can be a little bit more competitive and not lose to the Grizz by 70 points in the regular <laughs> season. 
Um, and then obviously the Rockets. Um, I'm excited to see uh, Jabari Smith. That's that was my guy in this draft, so I, I gotta watch him. And then uh, I want to see if Jalen Green can make that next step and uh, come into a player that most people thought he would be coming into the NBA. But who you got? Um, I got I got a lot of similar teams to you. The first one being at number five, I do have Sacramento uh, as my number five with Keegan Murray, De'Aaron Fox. Hopefully, I mean that tandem with Demontis Bonus. They had a lot a lot of success last year, even though it was in a like a, a shortened time frame. I think him and Sabonis can be really, really good. They've made a lot of win now moves. Um, they had absolutely terrible shooting around De'Aaron Fox the last couple of years. I think that's why he struggled and kind of taken a step back. They went out and got Kevin Herter and they went out and got um, another shooter. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but they went out and got shooters around De'Aaron Fox. And that, that was really, really big for them. So I'm excited what Sacramento can do. Hopefully they can end that drought finally. At yeah, number Malik Monk. F- yeah, Malik Monk. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I was thinking of. Malik Monk. Yeah, you. yeah. Because the Lakers couldn't even pay him. Lakers can't pay anybody. <laughs> right now. But uh, the at number four, I got the Minnesota Timberwolves, the team we talked about extensively. Um, if you look back at the division preview, Coop, I don't know if you've seen the comments. T Wolves fans absolutely uh, hammered us, which was fun. <laughs> it's fun to read. That had like the three of them. That I'm like, with it. Yeah, calling us clowns Burning and everything. the smoke. <laughs> I love it. I replied to all of them, man. Hey, if you comment on our video, I, I promise you I'm going to reply, good or bad. And it's going to be a good response. I, I reply nice. Anyways, it's the Timberwolves. <laughs> and it's because, like, what you and I talked about, can go bear and cat coexist. And at the same time, I think yeah. Anthony Edwards is going to be an all-star this year. He's fun as hell to watch to me. So I'm going to have I'm gonna be tuning into them when I can on League Pass. At number three, I got the Detroit Pistons for all the reasons you just named. I don't even need to go there. Oklahoma City at number two because of Chet Holmgren, because of Shea. He's probably going to be an all-star as well this year. Josh Giddy, see what he can do in his second year. And number one is not like a, like a small market team like any of these other teams. It's They may be on national TV if they can play like they did the first half of last season. But – I'm going to be tuning into the Chicago Bulls a ton because Lonzo Ball is going to be back. I, I like seeing him healthy. Hopefully his jumper can stay as consistent as he was whenever he got injured. I want to see Alex Caruso back. I want to see this full-blown Chicago Bulls team if they can repeat what they were the first half of last season. Can they be a top-four yeah. seed? Or was that a flash-in-the-pan thing? In my opinion, I don't think it was. I think they got ravaged by injury. And I don't know if DeMar DeRozan's going to be, you know, an all-NBA guy like he was last year, but I don't think he has to be with Lonzo and Alex Caruso there. Yeah, dude, that's crazy that you said the Bulls because, I like, as soon as you said that question, the Bulls were kind of a team that I talk, like popped into my head, uh-huh. mostly because of what you just said. I love Lonzo. I love Caruso. And, like, they were – every time you watched them, neither of those guys were playing. Like, they were starting random people. And, like, obviously, I would assume it was awesome last year as a rookie, but, like, you're not tuning into the Bulls to watch Iowa Sumo. You're tuning in to watch Lonzo, DeMar, Vucevic, and all that stuff. And they didn't even have Patrick Williams, their rookie. But a pickup that I thought was super underrated was them getting Andre Drummond. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved, loved that pickup for them because that gave them a backup big that is literally going to be a walking double-double off the bench. I think that is a huge piece for them. Um, and I think the Bulls, like you said, I don't think it was a fluke. I, I do think the Bulls are legit, and I think they're good, and I think they can contend in the East. It's just going to be a matter of health for that team. Mm. And Because you saw it last year. 
They were awesome. They were yeah. leading the East by like five, six games. Then all of a sudden, they're all the way down at like what were they a four seed? Um, I, I think they ended up at five because I were they was, five? They may have been six, bro. Because I remember they played Milwaukee. I think they were a six seed. And Milwaukee was they three. were a six seed then. Yeah. yeah. So and that's just what I'm saying. Like they went from one down to six and like barely staying above the plane. Like that team like the the injuries just blew that whole season for them and it's kind of sad to see because like they were so good like i mean exactly mvp demar was first half of the season last year and like i don't know how much he has left in the tank but demar's always been a super underrated and really really good basketball player and so i'm i love that pick for you and then obviously we didn't mention the orlando magic but we probably will be tuning into yeah. palos yeah so like don't come for us magic fans <laughs> exactly um, I was watching Kenny Beecham's one of his videos. He was like ranking teams by watching like watchability, and he had like this one tier where it was like the first twenty games. And I feel like Orlando's in there. Houston, a team you named, is definitely in there because Jalen Green. I want to see what he can do in his second year. And I feel like if Oklahoma City can be good enough to like be above that tier, they should be. But we'll see. I think Sacramento yeah. could be in there. What is your honest expectations for Sacramento this year? a team that's had a million-year playoff drought. Like, where do you see yeah. them finishing? If they can be one of the 7, 8, 9, 10 playing teams, I think that's huge for them. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you don't really know what to expect because Sacramento is kind of buried in a deep west. Um, but I do think Sacramento has some good pieces in order to be a play-in team. I don't know if they're necessarily winning the play-in or if they're winning – a playoff series at all, but I do think they're capable enough with De'Aaron Fox, Demonstra Sabonis, and Keegan Murray, um, and uh, not Connaughton, but the other one. Uh, or no, DiVincenzo's not there anymore. Never mind, Malik, Malik Monk. We just we just got through talking about this. But with that team, they have players. It's not a matter of the players. It's a matter of can you put it all together and put it on the court. Um, I do think that team can do that. And in that drought, if we're counting the plan as making the playoffs, which – some teams do, right. i.e. the Timberwolves when they're standing on scansions and things like that and just going berserk, um, <laughs> taking shirts off and whatnot, just acting like it's the NBA Finals and they just won it all. I love you, Pepe. I love um, you too. Should have never traded your think, ass. Facts, facts, facts. But I do think Sacramento can be in that play-in tier this season, and I think they should be – they should be aiming for more, obviously, because you're obviously not just sitting there at the beginning of the year saying, man, I just want to be a playing team this year. Let's not worry very hard. Let's just get playing. But I think this team can aim for playoffs, and I think they can maybe hit it this year by being a playing team and sneaking in. Mm -hmm. I, I, when I look at Sacramento, if I'm a Kings fan, I feel like if I'm a 7 or 8 seed going into that playing tournament, I'm happy with the season. I, it doesn't matter what happens from there. I'm good enough to be a top 8 seed in the West. I'm happy with that. Nine or ten, I feel like it's keeping my head above water. I'm I'm okay with it. I we kind of need to slide in if we're ten games under five hundred, getting a nine or ten seed. Like we need to slide in the playoffs for it to be a success for me. Anything beyond that, like same old shit. Like I don't care. Like I feel like the Kings they need to be a seven or eight seed to really be a success. And I yeah. don't know if they can be because yes, they added shooters like the guys we mentioned Herder and Malik Monk, I, but who's going to defend anybody on that team? That's, that's really what it comes down to. And I don't even, is Rashawn Holmes still there? Is he their big? I think so. I, I think, think he's either going to be playing next to Sabonis or they're going to have him being the, a guy off the bench. I, but as far as I know, he's still there. 
Okay. I think he's still there as well. I remember they had like a thing with Alex Lynn too. I don't, I think he was there last year, but when it comes to their bigs, like it's a bonus and then everyone else, I, I really, cause I'm trying to think of like, who's going to protect the rim from, for them. And I just, cause if you have bad guards, like you can hide it with a good rim protector, i.e. what Utah used to be until the playoffs. Yeah. And then it was, I just don't think Sacramento is really going to be contending with anybody, but they're going to be fun to watch, man. I hope De'Aaron can uh, have an all-star year. Facts. And also like for a Kings fan, if Mike Brown comes in first year head coach and takes you to the play in and you break that streak, I think that's a win-win case scenario for uh Kings fan. Cause I mean, I remember all the memes going around when uh, he had to fill in for Steve Kerr in that Warriors Grizz series. And he was like, not he wasn't doing great i'll say that but at the end of the day it does help when you have the players that the warriors have but like can he do it with and i'm not calling like darren or sabonis lesser players but like steph curry clay thompson draymond have right. our four-time nba champions like there's a difference between those guys and the guys he's about to go be a head coach of so like mm-hmm. it definitely didn't look great for him there but i mean i think mike brown could be a good head coach and uh maybe take them into the plan i think that's a huge success for the sacramento yeah, I agree. And it's funny how, like, on a positive note, when it comes to the Kings, like, everybody hated that Halliburton trade whenever it happened. And now it's not, like, starting to look so dumb because Halliburton, he had, like, you know, okay numbers, 14 and 7, but it was on a terrible team. And in Indiana, like, I mean, that's another team. I feel bad he's literally, like, playing for, like, some of the like the worst situations <laughs> at the start of his yeah. career. But, like, Sacramento, and you looked at the numbers between De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton, they were not good together. Like, and it handicapped yeah. De'Aaron Fox's um, like numbers. And I feel like that was them picking De'Aaron Fox over Tyrese Halliburton. And honestly, if I'm in that position looking back on it, I'd pick De'Aaron Fox every time. Yeah. You know? I, I love Halliburton. And he's also a guy that we could have mentioned in the art. Uh, league passes but just the team is not great mm-hmm. but uh I, I agree with you like Halliburton's really kind of getting I mean you go from Sacramento which most people assume is like the end of your career type of place and then you go to Indiana that's kind of doing the same crap right now so you feel bad for him but at the end of the day Sacramento picked the guy that they thought they could win now with because at the end of the day they want to get into the playoffs and they want to be con- like not necessarily contenders, but they want to be winning they don't want to be just that oh, we're in the top 10, here we go again, like that sort of thing. They don't want that every year. And I think they said Halliburton is an incredible basketball player, and I would agree. I love Halliburton. Um, I've had him on fantasy the last two years, so I'm a little more inclined to him. Uh, But they were like, him and De'Aaron cannot coexist. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they had to make a decision. It it was probably a tough one, but I do think they made the right one for Sacramento. Um, And I I think De'Aaron can take the keys and run with them. I think he he can be your guy. I don't know if he can necessarily be the one because I, I think it's going to be more of a committee type of, like, top scorers for this team because a lot of different people can score. Um, but I think Sacramento made the right decision as far as, like, who we're going to take to win now and maybe get into the playoffs and break that streak. Yeah, exactly. Another team that could have been thrown in here that I've heard, you know, from people I listen to, other podcasts is, people are really interested in Washington for some reason with Bradley Beal, with Chris Stapps there, Coos is there. Um, do you, do you have any desire to watch the Washington wizards next year? <laughs> I, I, I held a straight face. Bro. <laughs> I held a straight face, man. 
I said it with a straight face, bro. <laughs> you have to respond with a straight face. Because I don't. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, I, I literally was listening to this shit. I'm like, dude, are they like serious yeah, right now? Yeah, that's... Kuz dropped 60 or whatever in that program, and I think everybody's getting a big head over it. He was on Draymond's pod or whatnot because I saw a clip from that where they were like, "They made the Lakers made the right decision picking you over Brandon Ingram. And I'm like, okay, all right, cool. Uh, Brandon Ingram's a significantly better basketball player, but okay, whatever you say. Do you see the name I, on the, uh, who made that was? Uh-uh. Your boy. Oh, that was you? Yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> I just slapped some captions on it, man. I didn't do much. I just cut up the footage. That's, that is where I saw it. I was watching them today. I was plugging Jack already. Oh. You either go. No, but it's no. my job. I want you to be scrolling on TikTok, by the way. I want you to be scrolling on TikTok, and I like look like I fit in with other creators. That's what I like. So anyways, you did, because I completely forgot where I saw it, and so that's, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. That's good. I don't want um, you to be like, oh, this is shit product. It's Hampton Hooves. Like. <laughs> I would never say that, by the way. But, no, I have no desire to watch Bradley Beal put up 30 points a game and still not even make the playoffs. It's just Mm. not fun. I I have no desire either. Let's get in. I'm so glad you brought up that video because I I meant to put that down um, because I wanted to talk about that more this week. So, for those of you who don't know, um, like Coop said, Kyle Kuzma is on Draymond Green's podcast on the volume. And Draymond voluntarily, like, said this information about Hey, I know you were too young whenever this was happening, but the Lakers chose you over Brandon Ingram. And they felt that you could compliment LeBron James and Anthony Davis and all those guys more than Brandon Ingram could. Yes, that's why they used BI and that Anthony Davis trade because they were like, they could have used Kuzma there. I don't, Kuzma's value was really, really high. People forget how high his value was after his rookie year. Yes, it was a rat team, but. He was making, he was putting up good numbers and it, it seemed controversial that Draymond said that because Brandon Ingram has now been an all-star. He's, he's a centerpiece on a really, really good team next year alongside Zion and CJ. They have a big theory of their own now, but so, you know, from hearing what you think, you, you feel like that, um, you feel like that if you plugged BI into Anthony Davis and LeBron James, that they could still win a championship. That's I really I do. I, do. I really do. Like, I mean, Brandon Ingram is really good. Yes, I feel like his whole career has kind of been like that shadow of everybody was like, he's the next KD, and obviously he hasn't hit that, like, ceiling of being the next KD yet. And I feel like that's kind of always put a, like, asterisk or shadow over his career. But Brandon Ingram's a really, really good basketball player. Um, yes, those Lakers teams were rat teams. Um, if I remember correctly, I was Julius Randle and uh, D'Angelo Russell teams too. If I, I mean, I don't remember if they were all the same year when he got traded or whatnot, but I do remember all of them being there, and they just weren't good basketball teams. Um, Lonzo wasn't very good while he was with the Lakers first, because at the end of the day, you're some people take different times to get like to where they're going to be at their point in their career. Lonzo's shot didn't get fixed until he went to the guy in New Orleans, or the guy came to New Orleans. Yeah, he needs a range, that shooting coach, for sure. That dude, that dude's good. <laughs> um, but, like, that's the thing. Brandon Ingram, it took him a little bit. It took him a little bit. He got better and better and better, and now Brandon Ingram is what he is. I do think Brandon Ingram could have still helped them win that championship. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see the blow-up over Kyle Kuzma. Uh, and to be honest with you, that might just be because I don't really think Kyle Kuzma is just like 
like one of those starters that you're like, oh, if I get Kyle Kuzma on my team, like it's it's a GG. We're winning the finals. I don't see him as that type of player. <laughs> and like that's not a knock on it's Kuzma. Like he is a good basketball. <laughs> he is a good basketball he player. Is. But like you know what I mean? Like he's not yeah. the, like the guy that I'm saying you're an all NBA type player that's going to come help me win automatically. Like, that's not just how I see him. I see him as a good role player. He's going to do his job. He's going to rebound. He's going to score. Um, but I, he's just not that guy that I'm like, Oh, you're over the moon. The reason a team wanted an NBA finals. That's kind of what I was like, Draymond, what are you talking about? Yeah. Brandon Ingram, they're the same. They're going to do the same jobs just differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to fill a role on a team next to LeBron and Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Now, I definitely see where you're coming from there, man. Cause I feel like he could go either way. Cause he actually did like convince me. Cause I feel like Brandon Ingram would be a little bit of a, like not as a good fit because Kuz did have hit that big shot in the bubble. He spread the floor better, but I feel like you got LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Brandon Ingram. I feel like they could have won a title too. So I see both sides of it. And I, I feel like that was a very interesting conversation because it was brought up completely organically. It just, and Kuzma's reaction to it was like, I mean, shit, like it worked out. Like we won a championship. And yeah. th- that's the thing about that Lakers 2020 championship. People say that like it's lesser because of the bubble. Do you feel that way? Cause I don't like whatsoever because that's, I mean, it was honestly one of the toughest championships ever won in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't discount the fact that the Heat went to the championship and lost. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so, like, at the end of the day, they had to beat a really good Heat team that I really liked um, that I really thought could beat the Lakers, and they just kind of fell short, um, kind of like they did this last year. Um, but, I mean, I, I was rooting for that Heat team because they had my boy Jay Crowder on it, so I don't discount the fact that Jay Crowder made it to a championship after we traded them. So, like, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I can't discount their uh, their finals run. I do think it helped them being in the bubble because basketball had been kind of uh, stopped for what uh, four months maybe not even less than that I might be given too many months but it does help when you have a guy like LeBron who yes he still is incredible he's one of the best basketball players ever he is older than everybody else in the league significantly like it probably does help for him to get two months off and then get right back into it so like I mean and of course all these guys obviously play year-round anyways or work out or stay in shape year-round but like I do think that helped them, but I don't put an asterisk on it solely on the fact that you still had to go win seven games for four series. Like, mm-hmm. you don't get to slack off just because it's in the bubble and it's in Orlando. Um, you know, it's I still that's still yeah. a championship. It's still a banner hanging in there in rafters. Yeah, exactly. So, at the end of the day, if you're just going to tell them you can't put that up there because it's an asterisk bubble season. So, like, they're not going to do that. So, yeah, I got to yeah. give them the credit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And all the guys do work out around the year besides Anthony Davis. I don't know if you saw that video. <laughs> Whenever he was like playing GTA, he was like, I haven't picked up a ball in four months. Everybody's like, what the hell? Like, one, why are you saying this? And two, why haven't you picked up a ball in months? Anyways, he's been posting workout Dude. videos since then. <laughs> I bet. I bet. He probably got so much slander for that. Like, everybody's probably like, dude, you do realize we traded you to win more than one championship, not just yeah. you do play 25 games total yeah. and be heard all the year. They're like, no, nah, fam, come on, play. <laughs> oh, AD. That shit was crazy. And you're right, man. Cause like when people talk about Jimmy Butler, they don't be like, oh, well, he made that like s- tremendous ass playoff run in the bubble. No, but when it comes to LeBron James and the Lakers, I'm not a LeBron guy. Like I, like I think he's a great player. I'm not his biggest fan. I'm not his biggest hater. But 
I mean, you have to say that is a real championship. I I, I hate oh, yeah. that, how that we have to address it like that now. It's just ridiculous. But anyways, oh, I agree. But let's touch on one more team with the Detroit Pistons. I know we talked a little bit about them. Actually, actually, we got a preview, so we'll we'll talk about the um we'll talk about the Thunder a little bit more before we get off here. That'll be our final topic because we do have a Central Division preview. I know Cooper, I, I haven't told you this, but I did decide on the Central Division this week, <laughs> so it's like Chicago, Detroit, all those teams. But um, OKC, a team we just got done previewing. We've done our research on the Thunder. What's your like win total? Like the first number that pops in your mind whenever you think of the Thunder next year. Honestly, I could see them getting like 35. Um, and that obviously, yes, that's a losing season. Uh, don't get me wrong, but like you're in the West, it's going to be really hard to win and get up to that 500 mark because I do think playoff teams are going to be 500, like, or maybe like play in mostly, but I do think there's going to be some teams with 500 records. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can see them pumping out 35, maybe pushing that 40 mark. But I, I think if you're Okay, so you just winning, like making it be one of those things like where people see you on their schedule and they're like, Oh, we gotta we gotta play with these young guns. Like we, we can't just like slouch over them. Like they got good players, like, but where they go in, they're like, Hey, we let's take care of business. Yes, mm-hmm. it's the Thunder. Yes, they're still rebuilding. Let's still take care of business. Like they need to get to the end of that tier where people are like, All right, we, we can't just we can't just cruise until the fourth quarter we actually got to play basketball they got good players like that sort of thing so i think if they can win 35 to 40 i think that can be a really good season for them i i agree i think i landed on like 40 i think they could be 40 and 44 and be like that. that's just fine i think if they're around 500 that'd be a success in my opinion i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing i think giddy can take a leap this year obviously i said at nauseum on the other podcasts shade this is his year to become an all-star he needs to play the entire year, stay healthy. Hopefully they're good enough where they don't sit him. Um, but Chet has to live up to the hype, and, you know, we'll see. I think that's why they're on my – they're number two right behind the Bulls just because, like, I don't know what the hell Chet is. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no idea, and I'm not here to make any bold prediction about what he is or isn't. I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But it uh, is what it, if, it is. If, he, if he's – as good as he was in the bubble or not bubble uh summer league yeah um i think that will go a long way um mm-hmm. that's something that okc's been lacking for a really long time is a rim protecting and just a good center because they've been using guys like mike muscala and uh <laughs> i say that but that's how they've been doing it. or like uh yeah. i can't even think of the other dude named moses brown who doesn't even play for them anymore like they've yeah. just been using kind of like pokashevsky players Poku. Poku. So, yeah Shout out Kevin O'Connor. Poker stinks. He's um, so bad. He's like he's <laughs> watching him next to Chet. I was like, this can be interesting, and then it was just so underwhelming. Yeah. I was like, wow, Chet's just so much better than you. Like, yeah. if y'all played one on one, I don't think he'd score a single basket. Um, Poker literally, that's the thing. yeah, he literally he looks just, like a practice player. Yeah, yeah, he looks like a scout team guy, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of weird that it's one of those players that you're like, dang. You took all the hype from somebody who actually had skill. You know what I mean? Exactly, bro. Exactly. <laughs> but I think Chet could be really good for that team. I do, too. They're going to be exciting to watch. I think – is there any other team that, like, like an honorable mention for anybody? Because I, I think we hit on all of them because we tried to hit on Washington. I couldn't even get there, so. <laughs> no, nah, I, th- I think we hit them. Like, I mean, yeah. 
there's going to be so I think there's going to be really really good basketball this season. Um, and I think NBA fans are going to be really pleased with the product on the courts night yeah. in night out. Exactly, man. I, I agree. On that note, we're ending on a positive note. We started on a shit note. Apologies about that. Thank you for sticking through that. Be sure to leave a like, subscribe, and Cooper. I hope you have a great night, my friend. Yes, sir. You too.